So much for pressing play on the latest edition of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, your weekly dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lakes State of Michigan. How you doing? My name is Robert Kerr, your host of the program as always. Uh, spring is officially here. Uh, girls high school soccer season. Uh, tryouts for summer soccer are uh, definitely underway. Summer uh, amateur teams are announcing their rosters in. Detroit City FC and Gold Star were in action. One more uh, successful than uh, the other. Gold Star FC, got to say congratulations. They secured their first ever win as a football club. They secured a 1-0 victory over the Savannah Clovers away at the weekend. The first competitive goal scored by Gold Star FC was netted by Vlad Jokic, so congratulations to Alex Lubyansky and company over there at Gold Star FC. Tough weekend for Detroit City FC, however, as they uh, fell 1-0 to Louisville over the weekend away on the road. And uh, they've now started their USL championship season with a 1-4 record, so somewhat of a uh, uncomfortable and uh, unfamiliar position for LaRouge supporters um, haven't had their men's side ever have a losing season. So uh, it's a long season so they can get out of this hole, but a tough start and uh, some things to work on for Trevor James and company. They will be uh, looking to turn things around in the weeks ahead. But on this week's show, we look ahead to the summer amateur season, and I've got a board member of one of Michigan's most well-supported, most organized, and most charitable teams in the in the state, and maybe even the country. It's Eric Walcott from Lansing Common FC. They've been announcing their roster. They've got some very impressive players headed their way this summer, and uh that's in addition to the wonderful off-the-field works that they, they do. And we're going to hear uh, quite a bit about their endeavors and the season ahead. So please enjoy. Um, we, we recorded a little bit ago. This was recorded at the Midwest Premier League uh, um, general meeting, annual general meeting. And uh, really enjoy Lansing Common, guys. And we've got a good conversation with Eric Walcott here on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. All right, Michigan Soccer Central podcast on location in Chicago at the uh, AGM for Midwest Premier League. And I'm here with Eric from Lansing Common, third year in existence. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing well, yeah. Headed into our third season and uh, super excited for this weekend's meetings and getting to, getting to hang out with some of the other clubs. Yeah, as you can hear, we got some people talking in the background uh, the night before the meeting, actually, but we got you here. Before we talk about the 2023 season, I know you guys are super active in the community up in Lansing. Tell us what you've been doing since last time. 
Yeah. Um, so we, like, like you said, we're, we try and stay active, um, during the off season. Um, one thing we did this last fall, actually, there's a, a local team of, of refugee kids in Lansing that they're, they needed some help taking care of the field that they play on for their fall season. Um, so we had some people go out and volunteer and, and line their field, get their field ready for games. So they had a place to practice, place to play. Um, we, you know, we continued doing things like cleaning up parks in, in the city to, to give play, you know, give people a, a, you know, a nice park to go hang out at, um, keep those clean. And, um, and also just continuing our partnerships with like, you know, strange matter coffee. We have the early bird partnership, which for every bag of coffee that they sell of the early bird blend, a portion of that, then we donate to a, a specific, you know, a charity in, in Lansing and pick a new one every two months. Um, so we've continued some fundraising efforts for, um, for different nonprofits in the Lansing community through that. Um, so just continuing to do those kinds of things. We're also um, actually coming up in the next couple of weeks or, um, or later this spring, we're hosting a free youth futsal tournament later in April, we're trying to get more kids out playing soccer, like giving them access to it, not trying to you know make any money off of it, just trying to do some fun stuff in the community that way. That sounds great because um, you guys are doing so much. Would you say you guys are like year-round active? Yeah, I, I mean, three months of the year we play in the Midwest Premier League. Twelve months we're we're trying to be active in the community, and like I, I say this a lot, and but I, I really do mean it. I I describe us as a community organization that happens to run a soccer team because we spend more time on what we do in the community than what than on what we do in the soccer field, and we spend a lot of time on on putting a good product on the field. Obviously, like that's really important, but the community stuff I think is is just as if not even more important to us. Uh, you guys at Lansing Common, I'd say your club is probably one of the most unique, at least in Michigan, and uh, your situation, uh, background, is very much an American story, but you guys kind of uh, pulled a, 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 a very positive thing from what could have been a negative situation for listeners who aren't familiar with the birth of Lansing Common. You want to give them kind of the, the rundown? Yeah, I mean, the short version is, you know, Lansing Ignite, the pro team that was here, got pulled out from under all of us after one season. Um, and within a couple of weeks of that, we got together and said, you know, we believe in Lansing as a soccer community. We want that Lansing to have a team, and we're going to build our own. Uh, and we said, you know, if we're going to do that, it's going to be something that's accountable to community. It's going to be something that is member, you know, member built. So we're a non, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, our members drive important decision making in our club, um, and we're we're accountable to everyone in our in our community in our club. So one person can't just take this away from us, like what happened with Ignite. So uh, I'm still super. Uh, I don't even know what the right word is, but uh, humbled that you guys like took it upon yourself and impressed. I guess is more the right word because. I know, like, I'm a fan, but would I be able to band a bunch of people together and, like, go and build your own thing? I don't know, but you guys have done a great job. And uh, you are also in town with another uh, member who's going to be presenting at the meeting tomorrow. But how many people are on your board? Yeah, so we have a seven-member board. Um, and one thing that, through a mix of luck, but also some intentional kind of, you know, recruit, like, you know, asking people to run for the board for, for board elections We've been we've been blessed with a really good mix of skills. You know, we don't have like seven people who all come from a background of playing soccer. We don't have seven people who all come from a finance background. Like, there's a really good diverse set of skills that really well meshes with what it takes to really run, 
what I would say a professional looking club. Like we try and even though we're obviously an amateur team, try and look like a professional club in everything that we do. Yeah, once you show off uh, that kit, these guys, Lansing Common, they have uh, how many kits did you guys have? So last year um, we had we had the home and the way, and then we did a charity kit, um, which we auctioned off the game worn jerseys and also sold those retail. And all the proceeds from that we donated to two nonprofits in Lansing, sure. and we were able to raise about eight thousand um, dollars for two different nonprofits in Lansing through that. Uh, the one I'm wearing right now is one of our goalkeeper kits from last year. That was actually one of our most popular items last year. People loved the you know just like the bright pink and colorfulness and yeah. Well, the thing about it is, I don't know if it's the way it's presented with, like, there's a, 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 an embellishment near the logo, but even though there's all these different looks, it's always recognizable as Lansing Common. Yeah, and, and Jeff with Moneyball, who, you know, has, has been on our board, was on our board from the start, and, and does our design work, he's phenomenal at that, at coming up with unique ideas that look really new and different, but also that kind of are, are true to that brand and true to kind of who we are as a club. So heading into year three, uh, you guys have, you know, on the field, the fun stuff, uh, you guys have been really good. Has uh, it been two back-to-back uh, second-place finishes? Second place, back-to-back, and if you would have told me that we could have came closer to winning the league in the second year and still not done it, I wouldn't have believed you because we came pretty close in year one, and somehow we managed to come even closer and still not get there. So obviously that's, that's the goal this year is take that next step. I think you guys were on the show this time last year, maybe like April or May at the beginning. And uh, before your second season, you were like, we plan to do one better than last year. And somehow you did do better, but it was still the same place. It was crazy. That that was probably you guys, probably the game of the summer just in Michigan across the leagues. Maybe outside of the DCFC Columbus game, your... uh, penultimate game against Inter Detroit for essentially the division was probably the game of the summer. Yeah, I mean, it obviously, from a bias perspective, you know, it, it, there was a lot of pain with that game, um, you know, being so close to having, you know, one hand on the trophy and then losing it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, absolutely phenomenal game of soccer. Um, great advertisement for the Midwest Premier League in Michigan. Almost 800 people there. Um, you know, great crowd, just absolutely rocking. Um, it, was a, it was a great experience, a great time, and you know, next time we just got to finish the job. Yeah, I don't think I don't. Is there a, a medium better? Is there a, a better without winning again? I mean, is I, it even possible? No, I mean we were in the 86th minute or something with a two-one lead in that game. Like, there's no way you get closer without you know. Yeah. Okay, so the meeting tomorrow. Uh, what is Lansing Common presenting at a meeting tomorrow? Yeah, um, I mean, so Steve, who Steve uh, Beckman, who's on our board, is is on the board of the league, and so I know he's going to talk a lot about some of the kind of game day game day you know things that we do the preparation for game day what we run on game day because i think we do a pretty good job of putting on a really positive environment for fans that come to our game both fans and away teams that come to our games Um, we've had a lot of positive feedback from people after games saying hey this was a great experience we really enjoy playing in lansing and i think we recognize that for the league as a whole to continue to grow and and kind of expand our footprint we want to see a strong game day environment at every facility, ideally. And so I know Steve's going to talk through some of the kind of how we prepare for a game week. Um, not to say this is the way you have to do it, but like, hey, here's an example of something that seems to be working pretty well if you want to, you know, do something like that. And because I think that's 
the strength of a league like this is we all learn from each other. We might go to a game and I might see something someone else is doing that I have, like, I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. Like, then I'll just, you know, talk to them after the game. Hey, how do you guys do this? You know, why don't you start doing that? And that's something we can try and adopt into our game day environment. The more we work together and share kind of those best practices, what's working for us, the stronger we're all going to be as teams in the league. And then what sort of things, because it's pretty open. I mean, I was at the meeting last year and everyone's very approachable. Like, everyone kind of seems, I mean, people can ask questions. and It's not just like a dictatorship by any means. Like, what are some of the things? I know there's some proposals in mind that I heard a little bit about, but what are you excited to hear from the league? Yeah, I guess just I mean, you know, I'm excited to hear about continued continued growth of the league. You know, we're adding a lot of new teams this year, and so kind of what the future direction of that is. Do we continue to grow? Are we continuing to add more teams in the regions we're already in? What does that process look like for bringing new teams in, making sure that they're fitting kind of what you know the standards that we want to set as a league? But then also, I think there's a lot of value in just building those connections and relationships across teams. You know, we, as a, as a league run by the teams, it's really important that we can all work well together. And if, if issues come up during the season, like where like we have to reschedule a game or, or something comes up, having a connection, having a relationship with the other teams is really helpful in being able to work through those problems. So I think just a chance to get together with the other teams and even just like, you know, we're going to the fire game tomorrow night, just to hang out and like, just spend some time together, I think is really valuable. Soccer guys going to soccer games. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So with your three, to your point of there is a lot of new teams, especially in Michigan, uh, what do you think about like Midwest Premier League being kind of like the biggest Michigan league in the summer? It kind of blew up in a way that I didn't expect. Like, I mean, I've we've enjoyed our experience clearly, and I think the Midwest Premier League is a great league to play in. So we kind of saw that that growth. But then this year, like, our division almost doubled in size, which has been cool to see, and it's great because it keeps travel costs down. I think teams see that it's not a crazy expensive league to play in, so that that barrier to entry is fairly low, and also that the league is responsive to things that teams bring in terms of suggestions for things we need to change or kind of how we're going to do things because the league is run by the teams. We don't have somebody else telling us this is the way you're going to do things. We're all collectively deciding that, and so if we don't like it, then we can make those changes together, and I think teams in other leagues in Michigan – from previous years kind of see that and see the experience we're having that we're all pretty happy with our league and that makes it an attractive place to play what's new with lansing common year three heading into the year with a new coach um josh oakley you know got the job at eastern illinois mid-season last year so brent sorg is our new head coach and we're really excited about about him and the team he's putting together really just trying to continue to grow you know, what we're doing in the community where we've got some new partnerships we're working on that I think are going to continue to grow that impact and build that over time. And obviously on the field, we ended the season with about 800 people at our last home game last year. I'd love to use that as a building block for this year and continue to grow that, continue to make sure that more and more people in the Lansing community know who we are and what we're about, get more of them to come to a game. And then obviously like you come that close to winning the title, you can taste it. Like we got to finish the job this year. So you said you had 800 on that, that, that I mean, amazing dis, uh, game on the final day. Was it kind of a snowballing effect? Did, like, people in the community catch word, like, hey, the team's, like, in the run for a championship here? Or how did it grow as the season went? Yeah, I think there was a little bit of that. We, we were pretty consistent right around 500 at every home game through last year. And then that last one, we had that big jump. 
which which happened similarly the year in 2021. We were pretty consistent, kind of around 400 most of the year, and then jumped to about 600 in our last game. So I think you know we we do kind of see that where there's that you know that through the summer people are like oh they're hearing about it like oh I haven't had a chance to get to a game yet and then last game they're like oh I guess I better go this weekend. So that's one thing we're working on you know now is like okay how do we how do we get better at telling our story so that people you know in May you know May May 13 or whatever I think is going to be our first game that they want to be there that game and then they want to be there the next home game and like how that they have so much fun at the game that they want to be there every game. That's that's something we're working on is how do we continue to tell that story? How do we get people to to want to be there? And then once they're at a game, how do we connect them to the things we're doing in the community? So like, hey, you came to a game, awesome. Do you want to come volunteer with us the next time we run a, a free soccer camp for kids, or the next time we do a park cleanup? Those kind of things to just really connect those two things because I think they strengthen each other. Yeah, there's so many different aspects to running a club, just like operations, like the game itself. The, you just like uh, being a liaison with all the different parties, like merchandise. There's a lot of different aspects. What do you feel uh, like uh, you've done the best and what's the biggest challenge? I mean, I think the thing we've done the best is having, you know, we have a seven member board and all seven people are really, you know, like fully committed, dialed in. We've got more volunteers beyond that that are pretty involved. And then through the summer, you know, having a strong group of interns that really contributes and helps us do the things we want to do. All the things that we do, we want to do them well. And that's too much for one, two, or even five people. So to have a really strong group of people that are, you know, involved in that, I think is is vital to, to our success. And that's something we're constantly talking about. How do we bring new people in that want to be involved at that level knowing that like the core group of people that are running things now aren't going to be here for forever. So we want, you know, we want to be able to have turnover and and bring new people in who are going to be that involved. And we've done a really good job of that. And I think that's really important to sustaining what we do as a club. What's been the toughest, you know, I think the toughest is, and I'll take it back to the, your, your last question about like getting those 800 people at that last game is knowing like what of the things we're doing works in terms of getting people to games mm-hmm. because someone asked us that at the end of last year like wow you had 800 people at this game what'd you do differently and I said nothing we did the same thing we did every other game in terms of our messaging in terms of like our marketing and that kind of thing we didn't do anything differently and all of a sudden there's 300 more people there yeah, it must be the sense of urgency that, like, you know, if I don't do it this weekend, I'm going to miss. Yeah, it, it could be that. It could be, you know, there's a, as we go down the list of, like, what things happened that week, we're like, okay, like, it could have been this, it could have been that, and trying to identify, like, is there is there one thing? Probably there's not one thing, but then that's the most challenging thing for us is, you know, we feel like, and I feel like we do a really good job of talking about who we are, of getting the word out there. And then I talk to people in Lansing still who are, I know are big soccer fans who have never heard of us. And so it's like, all right, well, how are we missing those people? That That's a huge challenge. Yeah, it's like if you get the soccer heads down the street and they still don't know, then that's a big hurdle. Yeah. Tell them right now. Actually, I was going to say a guerrilla campaign is just go out telling them, last game this weekend, yeah, last right. game this weekend, and just tell everybody it's the last game. But that, that might work for a couple of weeks. They'd be like, oh, man, i got to get there. And then like, but wait, now there's another one next week? Hand yeah. them the brochure with the <laughs> right. whole calendar right. on there. But tell them uh, how can uh, folks learn more about the team and where you play. LansingCommonFC.com, our website. is. We've got a lot of information about us, obviously, on social media. 
we're getting ready to release um, in the next couple of weeks. We're going to release just kind of like our home schedule. It, the kind of like a save the date thing. We're not allowed to release the full schedule yet, but we're going to at least put out like what our home dates are and start promoting those. We'll have new jerseys being released early April. I mean, the best way to support, honestly, is is through our memberships. Those are like the the probably the best way financially to support the club. And you get a cool scarf and a t-shirt out of it. Or at the higher level, you get the home and away jersey included in your membership. So I think that's the, that's probably the best way if people want to support. But yeah, LansingCommonFC.com, LansingCommonFC on, on social media. We try and stay really active in, in you know, talking about what we're doing. So that's the best way to follow. Well, Eric, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me here on Michigan Soccer Center Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. week's guest eric walcott from the one and only lansing common fc thank you to eric and all of the guests that have been on the michigan soccer central podcast over a hundred episodes worth if you check out spotify or any of your favorite audio platforms and be sure to follow us at mi soccer central across social media platforms doing really well and gaining lots of followers there one thing to check out, too, though, doesn't quite have the same following. Hit us up at YouTube, at MI Soccer Central at YouTube. Trying to put as much stuff as we can up there this year as we head into the summer soccer season. So thank you to uh, my guests, as always, the listener yourself. Thank you so much. Uh, Jenny Hajnaki for editing the program and to the Michigan Soccer Central core team. Thank you so much. Without you guys, this show does not go. So until next time, everybody, please enjoy your soccer.